Hello and welcome to episode number 95 of the Audio Podcast. Uh, you're here with Alex Ronkennel. Uh, Jason's not here today. Um, we just couldn't get it lined up with uh, dad life. Uh, but I thought I would get on here and because I've got some things to say. Thought for uh, YouTube watchers, shameless plug on the on the screen with um, the business website attached to the right hand side of your screen, showing some of my fine wares that I have in stock. Need to fix some of my uh, my pictures. Um, first of all, quick quick Ferrari update. I just got the car back. I've actually been driving it for the last uh, two days, which has been very cool because I've got all the belts and everything done, all the services that need doing. Just about everything's done. It needs to go back. I've just ordered some parts from Italy, just something for the air conditioning and something for one of the door locks. And then it will be mint, mint, mint. Um, I'll have to say one of the coolest things about driving a red, bright red, loud 360 Ferrari is... All the waves that you have to give to the kids. Kids love it. Kids hanging out a window to wave. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I suppose the biggest news that we need to go through is now the election's done. And we I know we released last Monday, which was after the election was called, but we had filmed that before, so this is the first subsequent uh, podcast. And I think it was pretty shocking in a way. And mainly the fact that liberals got smoked, absolutely smoked. They really got decimated. Um, and it was surprising given the amount of media coverage that they got, which tended to be very supportive. So I've actually got some thoughts of that that I'll come back to, but... Uh, the Greens got the best result ever, um, which is interesting. Some people would say it's scary, but it's definitely interesting. Um, Labor wins on the, sh the lowest vote count in history. That's pretty interesting. So, says that the people weren't very impressed with the two major parties. So, that'll be something to watch in the future. The teal parties, so these independents that took seats everywhere, especially in all the major cities, and they all seem to fit the same mould, very uh, high net worth uh, females, but winning winning seats in, in, uh, in rich areas. Probably the biggest tell, uh, the most surprising thing to me is that it, this election has shown how little influence Murdoch media has in Australia right now. I think that's really important to, to talk about because what they showed of Labor's campaign, like I was like, there's no way that anyone could vote for them because they made Albanese look like an idiot. Like any anything bad that he did, and we've spoken about it before, where you know him not being able to quote some of those figures as arbitrary as those figures are in my mind, uh, the fact that they highlighted that every chance they got and they let ScoMo off with everything. Like, they made him look so good. And yet, here we are. They got demolished. Which makes me wonder, where did... 
where did the news come from that pushed people towards Labor and the Greens? Is it social media? I know uh, Jordan Shanks has probably got... Uh, Friendly Geordies has got a... Uh, Definitely a large role to play in, in getting the getting labour up. But is that what it is now? Is it is it more about social media? Was it purely a disappointment vote? Was it purely people just saying, I don't want any of the major parties? Um, therefore, it didn't matter what advertising was going to happen, none of the major parties were going to get in anyway. Where did... And, and, and if that's the case... Where did Labor's success come from? Like, why was it then? Is it was it then because they were the only only option compared to Liberal? Like, they people wanted Liberal so hurt by it. Like that. Like Liberals wanted people wanted Liberals gone so bad that they voted a stack of Independents and then Labor. I think it's very interesting. I think it's going to be very telling in the next three years. We've got to give, um, you know, Labor the best chance to succeed because if they succeed, then we all succeed. So, but something I had noticed is because of this big swing to Labor, a lot of the old guard, and when I say old guard, I mean old business people, freaking out just from some things I've heard, some people in my network are really, really, really worried about what the future looks like under a Labor government. Now, I think that's interesting. I think it's a cop-out if you think that your business can't be successful because of what government's in in play. You you know, maybe you're not doing something right if if, if it's that... If you're that dependent on 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 a government, particular government structure, and if that was the case, I hope you squirreled some funds away because if you are going to be adversely affected, maybe you have to stand on your own two feet now. So that's I see it as a lot of opportunity in the market. I really, I don't know. I'm kind of rubbing my hands together at hearing some of this fear because peak fear creates opportunity. And, you know, I personally will be taking advantage of this opportunity as, as soon as it comes up. So uh, if there's anyone out there that wants out of a, uh, you know, a, a good business, let me know. So with all that, all that sort of craziness, and, and up to this point, this is Sunday the 29th, there's still, I believe, some... Uh, some things that haven't been counted yet, some votes that haven't been counted in some in some electorates, but it's but everyone basically knows what's going on. I want to know what you guys think. Like, put it put in the comments. Did you think? Do you think this rise of independence will stay? Do you think the independence can get anything done? Um, do you think they like if you voted that way? Was it because you think that they best represent you? Or was it a pure, I'll vote anyone but these guys. So these guys can go as low on the ticket as humanly possible. I'll be interested to see. Put, put in the comments or if you, if you're, uh, if you want to keep it um, private, you can, you can text myself or Jason and, and um, 
I'll be really interested to hear what you think. Now, something that I found really interesting was asking a lot of the younger people which way they went. It was so obvious to them that Greens was the answer. It was so obvious to them that Greens were the answer, which I'm not surprised by because, I, like we said in the, in the big podcast that we did where we went through all the parties, I agree with everything that they said. So whether they can make it happen or not and what the byproducts of that that'll be interesting that'll be interesting to see uh, what they can do and I think as if you know I, I think about myself as a young person too I remember when I was 20 or 21 and actually good a good uh, fan of the show we were working uh, with each other back then and I'd said I don't care about voting like it just means it's meaningless to me and he without he didn't try to uh, change my mind. All he said to me was, one day, you will be interested. He was very right. So I, I had said the same thing to these young guys. You might not care now, but one day you will. I suppose a big part is when you start to make a bit of money, especially, or you're starting to see, you know, as you grow older, you start to see some of the things that are happening around you and... You know, you have experience in things that work well and some experience in things that work poorly. We want to do something about it. And the only thing we can do about it is, or sorry, one of the things that we can do about it is to vote accordingly. So I was glad that everyone, I was glad that it was such a different result as opposed to just seeing the same thing over and over again. I was actually very happy with that. As much as it didn't go the way that I would have liked, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see what we can what we can achieve. But I want to give another shout out to someone who I think said it best. Um, Mitchell from Bright Futures said, "Vote Team U." Like this is not an excuse. Uh, if you're worried about, if you're concerned that a political party is now going to adversely affect your life. You're putting your eggs in the wrong basket. Back yourself. Back yourself to make it work. There is opportunity in everything. There's opportunity in chaos. You just have to look for it. Like I said, I can see the old guard freaking out about the future. But if you can see a pathway to make it work, then you're better for it. You know, um, Will our economy take a hit yes yes in my view we absolutely will uh it's going to be very tough in terms of like markets are going to be very 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 i think the property market is going to simmer i think the stock market is going to simmer because we're probably going to follow america and america's had a massive 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 sell-off you know some people are predicting it's going to be like a 50 percent, but we're probably already down 30 nearly 40 percent there's some crazy tech stocks that are um, getting absolutely hammered. I think I saw, um, I heard Snapchat. Snapchat stock, which I'm not a user of, but the kids are. You know, I'll just bring it up. I'll just bring up the... Um, So, 
in the year. Well, okay, year on year, they're up. Now, is that right? No, that's not right. So they ran at a high of $76 US, and that was in 2020. No, sorry, August 2021. And you can go buy that share now for 15 bucks. So, you know, was all this was all this a massive bubble? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I mean, it was fun with all the markets are so strong and, and the benefits of having a really strong market means that they can expand, they can employ more people, they can pay you more, uh, like they can pay the, the individuals there that, that work there more. Um, there's many advantages to having a, a hot market. Uh, was it overvalued? Probably, probably. Like, let's look at, let's check someone like um, Amazon. I mean, Amazon has been one of the, one of the absolute uh, superstars of, you know, for the last five, ten years. So year to date, uh, you could have bought at a high of three thousand four hundred US dollars. Today is twenty three hundred dollars. So that's a that's a big hit. Um, again, it's got that same sort of that same well look same pandy pump. We'll start calling it the pandy pump. When the pandy started, and the money started flowing in. Look what happened. Everything, like so much liquidity was added to markets. Now, people are paying for it. Like I, 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 I've told you guys that I'm listening to Barstool at the moment. And Dave Portnoy has sold to a publicly listed company in America to the value of like almost half a billion dollars. Huge, huge, huge amount. But he's got like a five-year buyout where he needs to stay with the company and keep that, make sure that that stock price stays up. But um, we, we will actually check that one. Uh, it's gone in the dumps. Let's have a look. So from a high of $115, today is $32. Again, that same pandy pump here. And that means that Dave Portnoy no longer is allowed to uh, roll in private jets. He has to fly commercial. So with all that being said, what does it, what does it mean for us? You know? I mean, what if we check an Australian stock? Um, what about, what about, what about, what about JB Hi-Fi? JB Hi-Fi is always a really strong... Um, JB Hi-Fi... Stock. Sorry, my keyboard's off off to the side. Okay, that didn't work. Currently forty six dollars. We're still up. So this is this is my prediction. I think we are, in Australia, 
a small generation behind what America is. So everything in America is falling off, which makes me think that in the next couple of years, maybe next couple, or could start in the next couple of months, we're going to have the big sell-off here as well. You know, probably 30, 40 uh, percent sell-off. So what does that mean? It means if you've got money invested in the markets right now, you're probably going to hurt. Uh, if you've got some money sitting on the side and you're willing to and, and, and you're willing to risk it for the biscuit, there might be some really really good opportunities coming up. We're probably going to stagnate for a couple of years, I'd think, just until we find a true market. Because I, I kind of feel like the last five years. Sorry, sorry. Since twenty nineteen, since twenty nineteen, I'm not convinced that everything is a true representation of value in the market. I don't think these companies are worth what they're worth. I don't. I don't think property is worth what what it was worth. I think it's all being um, pumped by all that free stimulus money, which is now gone. So let's see, we'll mark it in the book for me and, and let's, let's check back here in a year's time and, and see if my prediction's been right, but I think there's going to be a little bit of pain. Now, with that pain comes opportunity, okay? I heard someone on, I was PBD podcast, he put it a really good way. He's like, now's the time, because they're talking about US recession. Now's the time to solidify yourself as a worker within an organization as the go-to guy. Build a good relationship with your employer, uh, weather it through the bad times, and then take the advantage or uh, get paid when it turns. Which is hard hard for people to do, but if if you're in a position that you're willing to put in the grind, you might get paid dividends for that. Uh, if you run your own business. You might need to look for additional ways to prop your business because there's going to be less money in the market, less available capital in the market. And what does that mean, less available capital? Put it this way. I'll give you a crypto example. When Bitcoin was flying high, altcoins went stupid because you'd sell some $60,000 Bitcoin and think, man, I've just made triple my money, I can blow it on XYZ. It's the same with the strong stock market. When stock market's pumping or someone sold their house for 40% on, well, you're a little bit more frivolous with your money, which is great for the economy, but it's probably not a true representation of real value out there. And so we're moving out of that and into... I don't want it's not it won't be like austerity nothing like that it won't be that major but there will be a correction and that that correction will probably start now and we'll probably see it for the next couple of years. Uh, I've got another little prediction. Um, we are this is going to be a shorter podcast today, but got a bit of pre- prediction um, in terms of markets. Uh, I would say, and look, correct me if I'm wrong, um, would it be fair to say that 
America has been a little bit more pro the woke movement, um, especially mainly around that ESG um, uh, marketplace. If you don't know what ESG is, it's environmental social governance, which is basically a score that is given to businesses to show how green and how socially uh, progressive they are. And that is supposed to open up lines of capital for these businesses. And recently, Tesla just got booted down the line for their ESG score. So Elon Musk has clapped back. And you know I'm, I'm, I'm team Elon. I think he's a smart cat and I think he knows what's going on. And he thought it was a bit of a slap in the face that a company that is building more electric cars than anyone else in the world uh, is scoring low on the environmental social governance score. Now, he's not the only person sort of lashed out. The boss of Netflix recently had sent an internal email out to his staff saying, hey, we're, our, stock mar- our stock price is taking a hit and we need to figure out ways to make money and there are going to be things, projects that you work on that you don't like. If you can't handle that, leave leave this job and go somewhere else now that's not good for your ESG score because it's not very good for your social governance score but they're realising that once you go woke you go broke now let's see if that might not be the, the reason it's just it's just it's just what some pundits are sort of saying that that companies were trying to be too well so progressive and forgetting that they're in business to make money and to provide a a a an item or a service that has a price in the marketplace that people want so we need to figure out what was the real catalyst for this um now when when the stock is flying you can get away with that stuff you can try all that stuff because it's going good but when the stock price goes down, you now now have so much less capital to to draw upon. Now you need to get back to business. I notice there's um, Bill a- uh, Ackerman, who's another hedge fund guy. He's just started an anti-woke hedge fund where they're only going to invest in things that make money. They don't care about your ESG score. Now we'll see what that looks like. Now... My prediction is, again, we are a generation behind what America is. I believe now with Labor and and Greens, we're going to move closer towards that ESG model and we'll try it, but I think it's going to hurt. Now, I'm not saying it's hurt because I don't want those things to happen. I think we should be environmentally sound and I think we should be more progressive and inclusive. Absolutely. But it might be the case that when markets suffer because we haven't done it before or it just might be the case that it doesn't sell the product or service that you're trying to sell we'll see it it, it looks like it hasn't really worked for america let's see what happens here now this is again this is me guessing and this is this is more about you know when we went through everyone's plans labor did put a plan around you know looking after women in the workplace um uh, and then the, you've seen all the progressive Greens pol- policies. 
my assumption is that's they're going to try and move towards that model and let's see what that looks like but if it's anything like America it's going to hurt so just keep that in mind when you're investing um, and hold me accountable let's see let's see if I was wrong if you've got any like if you've got any thoughts about uh, uh, what you think the marketplace should look like yell out but what I like is what the beauty of the free market is, it actually doesn't matter what people say about your product or service. It's reflected in the profit or share price of your business, whether it's good or not. That's what I like about the financial side. I, I always go back to, to, to finance because, you know, you could feel a certain way about a thing, but the market might love that thing. You might, you might hate it, but the market loves it. And the market's what's going to dictate what's what's right and what's wrong at the end of the day. So if you are a... Uh, I, don't want, I don't want to use it as a derogatory term, but, but if you are liking that more progressive style of business, you need to start putting your money there. You need to start investing that way. Because that's the only thing that's really going to get it into proper um, acceptance is whether it's profitable and it's confidence-inspiring for the rest of the market. As harsh as it sounds, as, as harsh as it sounds like it, just to equate people's feelings and emotions to a dollar value, that's how economics works. Now, on that note, I know it's a short one. Uh, my apologies for that. If you've got any questions at all, yell out, send us a message, comment down below, like and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next RDO.